morning, everyone. My name is Connor Devine. I am the principal uh, of GDP Equity Experts, and I'm talking to you today from our headquarters in Belfast City Centre. It's Friday, the 29th of July, and we're now entering August, and really, you know, we're seven months into 2016, and uh, I thought I'd come back on. I haven't done a podcast in a couple of months, but I know that um, some of you who do listen to your podcasts have come back with some really good feedback. We try to cover topics that we think are of interest um, to you, the listener, and we also try and discuss uh, some issues that's going on out there in the economy and that we feel is important. And then ultimately what we're trying to do is educate people and use this medium of podcasting um, to really show and demonstrate some of the good work that we've been doing at GDP Equity Experts over, over the last five years. And it's something that we're going to continue to commit to over the next four months throughout the rest of 2016. I, plan to do uh, more podcasts. I think we've done uh, seven to date, so hopefully I think this is number eight. So today really what I um, wanted to discuss uh, was uh, something that uh, I've felt compelled to to write about um, earlier this week in a blog and, and then in this morning one of the Irish National Papers, um, again they've raised this issue and, and it, it talks about and it involves the issue of uh, depression and mental health and suicide and, and dealing with uh, distress. And uh, that's, that's something that I, that I want to get into um, later on in, in this discussion. But just a real snapshot of where we're at here now today, um, end of July 2016. This has been a bit of a mental year. Uh, you know, we've been at this sort of... Uh, situation in terms of advising people around their debt positions for the last six years and for me personally I thought that uh, I wasn't so sure that in 2016 we would have a debt advisory business because I felt that six, seven, eight years into post the GSC and the property crash most people would, would be sorted out and, and they would have their financial affairs in order. However, we couldn't be further from the truth. And if you look at the statistics of our own firm, and in the first six months of 2016, more people have come through our door. In fact, double the numbers have come through our door throughout the same period last year. And what does that tell us? What does that tell you? What does it tell me? Well, it, it tells me that, that we're, we're no further on. It tells me that there's now and continues to be serious uh, financial issues out there. And it tells me that there's an awful amount of distress and... and um, serious challenges out there that, that we need solutions for. So there's absolutely 100% demand for people like ourselves and GDP equity experts. Um, and, you know, certainly we're committed to, to continue on with our own program. We're investing in our own business. We're investing in people. We're always trying to improve. Um, but it looks as if with the current set of economic circumstances affecting Northern Ireland that uh, this problem is not going away uh, anytime soon. If we... Talk briefly about where we're at then in terms of, and I can't continue on with this discussion unless we mention what has happened in the last six weeks. And then, yes, I am talking about the current economic affairs in Northern Ireland, and I am talking about this big old dog called Brexit. Um, and I have done a podcast, I've blogged about this, I've talked about this, we've tweeted about this, and my views on, on Brexit are probably similar to the majority of people business people in Northern Ireland. If you look at in the last 10 days, there was a rudimentary survey done at the, one of the, the business 
uh, groups in, in the country, one of the top business organizations, the CBI, and 90 odd percent of people who attended that business conference basically felt in layman's terms that with the UK leaving the, uh, the EU, they all felt, 90 odd percent of them felt that this would have a, a detrimental and negative effect for the economic outlook and the business community in Northern Ireland. And certainly if we deal with them, talk about the facts, I would echo those views. I think that's, that's it's just something that we can't get away from. Certainly in the next three years, there's absolutely no doubt. Um, and we've seen it already. I mean, I spent the last month or so talking to loads of stakeholders in the property market from estate agents to banks to solicitors, accountants. And, you know, there's no doubt about it, but the, the property market is going to get a bit of a ricochet here uh, in a bad way um, off the back of this uh, Brexit news. Um, a lot of the reasoning for that is that, you know, we spoke earlier on in the year and we tried to highlight this problem, but there was and has been a, a significant liquidity problem in Northern Ireland for quite some time. And that's off the back of the banking crash, lack of finance, lack of money. But my views on, on, on post-Brexit and the time we're in now and moving into is that this liquidity problem has heightened. So there's, in my view, there's going to be less bank finance around. I spent uh, had some some date with a, a city banker from London who came over to see us about two weeks ago, and he echoed those thoughts. He, he thought that there was vibrations going around the, the Golden Mile in London, the banking industry in the UK. Um, obviously, they they didn't want to Brexit; they wanted to remain in the EU. So, look, it is what it is. Um, don't want to get into it in any great detail, but certainly we're not going to be any better off in the medium to short term. Uh, with, with the news economically and from a business point of view. If you are a business listening to this, um, like me, I always, um, I don't welcome problems, but I always see problems as an opportunity um, to try and do something positive. And if you are a business, you just have to come up with some sort of plan, some sort of way of pivoting and determining the negativity of Brexit into an opportunity for you and for your business and your, and your family. Um, and that's something that, that certainly we are working with uh, throughout our consultancy business, we're working with our clients to try and find a pathway to make, uh, to make what has happened in the last six or seven weeks into a more positive uh, situation, despite all the, the negativity that, that surrounds us. So, if I get into the crux of really this podcast then, and I want to talk about, um, on Monday I think I posted a blog on, on our gdpequityexperts.co.uk website, and it's, it's basically called uh, In Mind Your Head, I've referred to it as on, on social network. And really what I was trying to do was to raise awareness again. You know, I, I do this every two or three times a year whereby, you know, we, we meet hundreds of people in our business and everyone that we meet, uh, they've all got uh, different problems, but the one common denominator is they've got a property debt uh, situation challenge and they're under... A severe amount of financial distress and um, we have a few clients that probably over the last four weeks a couple that I'm dealing with personally and a couple that our team's dealing with and it's been a pretty difficult process watching these guys sort of um, deal and try and cope with the anxiety and stress levels that come with the territory in, in relation to financial distress and um, you know a couple in particular who have we're trying to get deals done with banks and you know obviously they don't have any a lot of disposable income and they certainly don't have money to be throwing at banks in terms of full and final settlements but some of these people have traveled to a different country to, to speak to their family members and 
try and I suppose beg, borrow, and steal an amount of money, and and which would we would then propose to the bank to settle by way of full and final settlement, and it just compelled me to write about it again and to try and bring, you know, a little bit of reality to the whole process, and that what I that's what I've done, um, in my blog. So I would invite you to look at the blog that I that I wrote this week, um, around this, um, I think you might find it interesting because I think. Sometimes, as professional people like myself, we 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 become quite uh, I don't know stoic and maybe too used to this type of problem, and a lot of the emotion goes out of us from our point of view. And I just think sometimes it's useful to, for me to put it out there and remind professionals and bankers and everyone who's involved in this space that there is a human cost to this. There is a whole human human angle to this. There's a mental health aspect to this debt recovery um, challenge and. And it's probably something that all of us could probably deal with uh, a little bit more sympathetic um, and probably a little bit better. So this morning I was coming in um, to work and I was uh, doing my usual on Twitter and I'd seen that the Irish Times then have uh, produced an article and it basically talks about uh, in Northern Ireland. This is a bit of research uh, done by... Uh, a guy I know quite well now, I'm cracking from the detail, who's pulled together some research on, on suicides. And uh, according to the information that's been provided, the uh, 2015 seen the uh, highest number of suicides being recorded since records began in 1970. It's something like 318 people were recorded to have taken their own lives last year. And I think that works out about six a day. And, and over the last 40, odd years since records began there's been some seven and a half thousand people uh, who have been recorded as taking their own lives and you know that's ignoring all these people and who knows the amount of people that that, that haven't made it onto that official record but the this is something that i'm quite personally interested in um and i'm always very very aware of 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 the level of damage that that financial distress but not only financial distress there's there's a range of other um, reasons and rationale for people to develop serious mental health challenges and um, I'm not saying by no way, means am I an expert but I have sat in front of hundreds of people over the last few years and I do know that financial distress can be one of the key contributors for people to go, to go down a very dark path um, and it has been reported that, that people who have been under pressure from banks in Ireland over the last few years have, have, have felt that the pressure was too much and they haven't been able to deal with it and that's that was one way they thought they could get out of it. But personal circumstances, society influences, emotional resilience levels and adverse effects on people's lives, like relationships and, and, and what have you. But there are a range of, of reasons why people um, fall into this uh, space and cloud of despair and, and go down that bad negative route. And all I'm really doing when talking about this is raising this issue. I like talking about things that... that that people tend to try and ignore and sweep under the carpet. And I just felt this week, I thought it was the right time. We're at the end of July, it's in the middle of the summer. It's generally a quiet time, but I thought it was the right time for me to do a piece this week about mental health. Try to remind people of the human cost that's involved in, in dealing with financial distress. And that's what I did, I put it out there in the blog and hopefully it's been well received. And then I just thought it was timely and interesting that the Irish Times felt compelled to write about a similar story this morning in their national newspaper. Um, so uh, hopefully you'll get a, a read of that as well. 
So you're sitting listening to this podcast and maybe you or someone you know, or it could be a family member, it could be a, a colleague, it could be um, a friend of yours, but if you do find yourself in financial distress, if you, if you do find yourself in negative equity, uh, what should you do? What is the next stage? Who's going to help you? Is there any solutions out there? Um, a number of questions that people need to ask themselves. And the first thing you need to do, and you know I've, I've talked about this a lot, but the first thing you need to do is you need to ask for help. That's a very, very empowering, powerful thing to do. It's a brave step, it's a first step, but that's what you need to do. You need to ask for help. And it might be, it may not be GDP equity experts who you initially ask for help. It might be someone you know who's maybe you think they're more financially astute than you. It might be your accountant. It might be a friend. It could be anyone. But I would genuinely encourage you to ask for help. Okay? Now, there are three things really and there are three points that I would like to discuss uh, in this podcast around how I think you can deal with a, a, a debt, financial, distressful situation. And obviously, you know, we set this business up in 2010. And just to let you know, but we are the only fully regulated company in Northern Ireland who is regulated to do and provide advice in this space with relation to property debt. There's no other company out there who's fully regulated like ourselves. We've invested in the team. We're all fully qualified. We're absolutely passionate about what we do. Check our website, gdpequityexperts.co.uk and go to our brand values and that will tell you everything you need to know about me and our staff and our company. Okay, so getting that out of the way, you've asked for help and you're maybe talking to GDP. So what happens? What do you need to do? The first thing you need to do is educate yourself around the process. And how do you do that? Well, what I would suggest you do is you lift the phone, you give us a call today or you pass our number to someone who you think is in financial distress. And you come and meet us, and throughout that initial consultation, you will start to learn the pathway and the processes that you need and the actions that you need to take to, to, to start this journey. The number to call today is 0892-444-555. Okay, so you've started that process, which is to educate yourself on the options available to deal with this. And I'm saying to you is you need to come and have a chat with us. The next thing then you need to do is you need to put a plan in place. Right, okay, and that's something that we can help you with. And this plan will be bespoke and will be tailored to you and your business and your personal affairs. And this can take maybe three to four weeks for us um, to go through your income expenditure, your asset liabilities, but ultimately, within a very short period of time, our expert team here will be able to design a plan which is bespoke to you and your needs and will get you on the pathway to resolving this problem. That's the second thing that you need to do. The third and final thing that you need to do then is to, with along with us, your advisors, is to move forward with the strategy. And what this normally entails is our company would put a proposal to your creditors on your behalf to settle your liabilities. And again, this is something that you would learn at the outset whenever you take action number one, which is educating yourself around the process, becoming to see us. But moving forward with the strategy, that's a position that we can get to fairly quickly um, following the first meeting, probably within the first four to five weeks, we would be at point number three already. So if you haven't done anything for two or three years, I mean, I've been doing this type of work for five or six years, and you know, it's, it's, it's fairly regular we would meet people 
who have buried their head in the sand for years, hoping that this problem would in some way disappear, hoping that the phone calls would, would, would stop from the banks, hoping that the letters would, for some reason, not land in the post box. But clearly that doesn't happen. And the, the point really of, of one of the main points that I want you to take away from this uh, podcast is that there is help available, but you know it's incumbent upon you to take uh, the action that is required to resolve this problem. And all of the positive uh, things that come out of this and can come out of this process start with you asking for help. Okay, so I think we, we should move to close this podcast out. And I'm really hoping that uh, I've been able to reach out to you in some shape or form. I'm hoping that some good will come from this particular podcast as it's not a, a particularly cheery subject matter. But I'm hoping that it's, it comes across quite powerful. I mean, one of the things that uh, we try and demonstrate in our organisation is the fact that we're very professional in how we conduct our affairs. But the main thing I think comes across from GDP Equity Experts is the fact that you know, we're very, very real. Um, you're talking to real people. Uh, you're talking to people who are empathetic, who are sympathetic to your situation. But you're also talking to people who are absolutely 100% passionate about trying to find a solution and a resolution for you and your family and to try and reduce the anxiety levels and to try and help you change your life um, for the better so you and your family can move on. And for me, personally, it's a very rewarding and empowering position to be in because I know over the last five to six years that we have been able to change a lot of families' lives, a lot of people's lives. We have been able to change and improve, believe it or not, a lot of people's health um, for the reasons that I've set out in this podcast. I remember setting the business up with James in 2010 and we were castigated for it. We were actually ridiculed for it. Um, people thought we were crazy because we decided in 2010 that we didn't want to work for banks. We thought there was a real need out there for someone to stand up and speak for people who were struggling. A company, a group of people who weren't conflicted, there was no conflict of interest. And that's what we did. And despite people saying to me, you're mad, you believe in a good position, you're going to set up something and banks will do deals, blah, blah, blah. It has turned out that all of those people were wrong. And that gives me great satisfaction on a personal level. I know it does James as well. And it's something that we're passionate about and we're going to continue to try and help people. Because I do look at statistics now and again. And I have referred to... Uh, the mental health situation in Northern Ireland and I have referred and discussed the recent suicide figures as well. And I'm convinced and I know for sure that a huge proportion of mental health problems affect the society today. You will, as you scratch deep into the, the pot of problems there within the people and the individuals that are affected, somewhere in there there's going to be financial concerns. And all I really want to do and all GDP equity, equity experts want to do is if we can help people every day, every week, every month, deal with that part of the mental health problem that they're dealing with, then it's really worth my while getting up in the morning and coming in here to do a day's work. Okay, so I really hope you got something from this podcast. I think it's uh, really an up close and personal one that I've decided to do about the subject matter we're talking about. This is really all about you, so 
hopefully you will uh, communicate with us. You can come back to us, give me some feedback. You'll catch me on Twitter at Connor underscore Divine, GDP underscore Partnership and GDP Equity Experts. So three Twitter handles. We're on Facebook and we're available at 02892 444 555. I hope to catch you again soon. Thanks for listening.